All right, welcome back to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast with your host, Daybar is Open, the life and times of millennial. Thank you for coming back, tuning in after 10 weeks. This is week 11. Took a gap, uh, needed it for the holidays, got away a little bit. Um, want to wish everybody, uh, you know, a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a wonderful time, you know, eating turkey, getting fat, hanging out with family, being extremely thankful for everything you have and everything you're striving to get. Extremely thankful for all you guys, again, for tuning in. Uh, even the weeks I was away, I uh, was checking the numbers as I always do, and it was cool to see, you know, people uh, listening for the first time and, you know, getting caught up with all different episodes. So, Thank you so much for everybody. Again, super thankful for everyone here. Uh, my Thanksgiving was great. Uh, spending with my girlfriend's family in the metropolis that is Port Charlotte, Florida. Uh, really good time. A uh, lot of food. We, it was enough food for 10 people, but there was only four of us. So that was a ton of fun. A lot of drinking, board games. Uh, my girlfriend's 70-year-old uncle was playing uh, inappropriate card games and having him read the cards was uh, phenomenal. I wish I had some audio to share, to be honest, but I'm not going to do that to, to, to her uncle. But a great time. I actually have a question. I wish I could put a poll out on this. I need, I need to start doing that on the uh, Twitter page, at AFN Podcast. But what is the appropriate time, side note, to start preparing for Christmas after Thanksgiving? Is it the, the, day, bef- the day after, a couple days after? Um... Because in my household, my girlfriend was ready to, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, let's go. Christmas tree up, lights up. And I'm like, chill, let's, let's enjoy this. You know, I, I enjoy Thanksgiving. I enjoy, you know, the, the fall feel even in Florida. You know, like there's, a, there's, a, there's a nice feeling to, you know, Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, just eating leftovers or drinking, left, you know, bottles of leftover alcohol and, you know, and, and different kinds of booze. I don't know. Uh, that's just me. I'd, I'd love to get your opinion. When's the right time to start, you know, packing up your Thanksgiving stuff and start celebrating Christmas? Um, if you like my girlfriend and you believe it's the next day, let me know. If you're like me, maybe I'll give it a week. Let me know as well all on the Twitter page at AFN Podcast. Uh, and as always, you can reach out to me on uh, social media as far as Instagram concerned at absolutely fucking not know you after the F. But what have I been up to, man? Besides, uh, you know, getting a little fat and enjoying the, uh, the Thanksgiving festivities was not keto, by the way. Um, I make a joke with everybody who, you know, at these uh, different potlucks we're having at work and these, you know, Thanksgiving dinners and everyone's like, DJ, Danny, that's not keto. What are you doing? I'm like, it's a holiday, people. Leave me alone. All right. I'm, I eat good throughout the year. Let me let me enjoy this. So besides getting fat um, on these different potlucks, uh I really been just you know enjoying life, man. Did uh, what I did. Uh, obviously, Christmas decorations went up. Must obviously, if you understand where I'm coming from. Um, got a tree for the first time. Got a real tree for the first time since I was like, I don't know, like seven years old. Uh, I remember my mom got us a tree, a real tree back in the day, but it was just like, I don't know. We, we always had like a artificial tree, which I was fine with, right? Because it's easy, you know, you pack it up. Um, but, uh, a real tree made sense for multiple reasons. Now I got a smaller apartment, so space wise, it wouldn't make sense to, you know, keep it in storage and, uh, you know, it actually just, you know, smells nice to wake up to a real tree every single day. So, um, so Christmas decorations, once the movies, a couple times, uh, well, saw Creed, phenomenal, go see Creed too. If you haven't, give that, uh, you know, five stars for sure. Great job by everybody in that. Uh, what else have I been up to? Just I think that's pretty much it. Just hanging out, relaxing, um, watch a lot of sports, 
football, soccer, you know, just relaxing, man, really just relaxing, getting away from work, had a nice long weekend, uh, you know, during Thanksgiving break, uh, but honestly, just finding ways to improve the show, man, different kinds of ways, um, hopefully you can hear in, in this episode, trying to improve the sound quality on every episode, that's going to get better over time, I promise you, uh, content-wise, just wanted to go away and get really be in my thoughts and figure out, all right, content-wise, you know, what makes sense. Uh, and trust me, I've, I've read the uh, the Twitter feed, and when I speak to you guys, you know, on a one-on-one basis, uh, definitely want to have more guests on. So, although I'm not going to have a guest on this episode, trust me, these uh, these next ep- ten episodes will have uh, more guests coming on. And then, uh, and then I just wanted to make sure you guys start seeing, uh, you know, this little by little, man. You're going to start seeing improvements in the show, um, you know, in those three things I mentioned, as well as visually. I'm uh, going to put more. Uh, you know, more uh, visuals out on the uh, on the social media pages. Um, and honestly, just getting better every single week with content, man. I, I want to make sure uh, these topics make sense to everybody. It's not a downer. Um, as always, I just want someone to be able to relate to this. And if, like, one person hits me up or even doesn't hit me up but just can relate, understand what I've, what I've been through, giving my experience to get into life and times of a millennial. Uh, you know, as a millennial, I'm going to give my experiences and hopefully you guys can relate. Uh, being a millennial yourself or just, you know, being confused as, as to how to understand that generation if you're, you know, removed from that. Um, so really that's what I've been doing, man, is trying to find ways uh, to make this uh, the podcast the best experience for everybody involved, myself and obviously you guys as a listener. But if there's any other topics you guys want me to touch upon as soon as possible or you know, down the road or you want to maybe be a guest on the show, I mean, it's, anything's possible with technology, right? So just hit me up on the Twitter page at AFN Podcast and as always on Instagram at absolutely fucking not no you after the F. Um, but again, just thank you guys so much for you know checking out the episode. Um, while I was away, that was pretty cool, man, getting a notification saying, hey, your listeners have you know listened this many times and I haven't even put a new episode out in and two weeks was, was super cool. But uh, the topic for today, episode 11, as we start this uh, next stretch of uh, 10 episodes and then maybe another 25 episodes, whatever the case may be, just keep doing this until um, until we can't anymore, right? So this episode, episode 11, is called Nah, I'm Good, all right? And Nah, I'm Good came from uh, a recent experience at work Um you know, a lot of people, different generations, more like Generation X or, uh, you know, baby boomers, somewhere in between that. Um, there was like a conflict of just understanding how where my mindset was and where their mindset was. Um, we really weren't seeing eye to eye, but it wasn't anyone's fault. It's just we just view things differently, right? How we should go about stuff in the workplace and that. And what boy, I'm gonna get to that in one of my segments later, but the. The main reason why there was a misunderstanding is that they perceived some of the way I did things as, you know, overconfidence. And I wanted to just dive into that topic. And uh, are millennials super overconfident in situations they're in or are they very self-confident in themselves and maybe to a detriment, right? Are we too um, positive in our outlooks of how things are going to be in the future um, and too positive how we view ourselves, right? Should we be brought down to earth a little bit? Um, And if we are too positive in the way we view things and view ourselves, is that a positive or a negative thing? Um, And I think that that, that can apply to, you know, how we view um, the current working environment, right? Um, How we view, you know, school and college and getting, you know, your master's. Um, how we view things politically, right? Are we 
Kyrie, I mean, a, a lot of millennials, yes, we, we, we come at our record numbers to the polls, but are we that engaged or, you know, we just put our hands up and say, nah, I'm good when it comes to anything political, um, personal and social life. You know, how does, how does our overconfidence in a situation or our overconfidence in ourselves when it comes to our personal life and uh, social interactions, how does that affect the way we do things? So I want to really just dive into like a few instances where my overconfidence in myself was a positive, um, but also hurt me in the short run and in the long run, to be honest. So um, a few different situations come to mind. So I want to use this episode to dive into that um, and really just give you guys examples and hopefully you guys can relate. Um, if it's work related or maybe socially, you guys can, you know, learn from my mistakes and, you know, not repeat them. But that's what today's episode about on the uh, Absolutely Fucking Not podcast, episode 11. Nah, I'm good. So, again, lighthearted subject, but uh, definitely can help you guys out in a lot of ways. Uh, looking back at it, I've realized that, yes, there's been growth when it comes to things like this, but uh, maybe I could have been, you know, more open to seeing the uh, the other side of things and not being so optimistic about a situation and be more realistic would have helped me out so again a bunch of questions will be asked hopefully we can find an answer by the end as always reach me out reach out to me on the twitter page at afn podcast and again on instagram at absolutely fucking not no you after the uh the f so another episode will be in the book shortly thank you again for uh tuning in be back in a seg a second with segment two Right, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast. This is episode 11 with your boy Daybar is open. Episode 11 is called Nah, I'm Good. And this really me touching upon how the uh, the over optimism of millennials with uh, our current situation in multiple facets of our life, as well as the um, maybe too much self confidence and um, in ourselves, is really a negative at times. and um, can hurt us in the long run if we don't, you know, make more adjustments or be more realistic of the uh, situation at hand or the, what the situation in the future is showing to be. Um, I really wanted to just focus on a few topics here that may be more relatable to everybody. Um, I was thinking about a couple different topics that I feel like it's, it's very, although these all, these all will be specific examples in my life, but these other ones may have been just too specific. Uh, I could have talked about, you know, times where maybe in relationships I could have, you know, not been so optimistic and realized, hey, maybe you should get out of this. Or uh, times where I remember in basketball, I could have asked for help at an earlier age and try to understand the uh, different dynamics of what you know being recruited to a college uh, really you know meant, and maybe taking those scholarships I got to those lower level D two schools and use that to transfer somebody somewhere else. But you know, I didn't want to hear it, hear anyone's advice. I was like, nah. I'm good. I got this. Like I'm straight. I'm you know. I'm gonna make it. Blah 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 blah. Right. I was too oh, you know too um, confident in my own abilities, which is not a bad thing. But in the in the long run, it maybe have hurt me from actually you know getting a full ride you know to college. But again, these are situations that are very specific to me. Um, so I wanted to talk about more general topics in a sense that it'll be more relatable to all you guys. So I hope you guys appreciate that. And uh, again, I hope you guys you guys find this super you know impactful and helpful and uh, you know being. Uh, better prepared to handle certain situations and uh, for you non-millennials out there you gen xers and you know if i have some baby boomers listening awesome 
um, get a better understanding of, uh, you know, where uh, us millennials are coming from. We're not stubborn. We're just, you know, very optimistic. Um, so I wanted to focus on the job market, man, and the, and the current job market in our country and really all over the world when it comes, um, you know, to those hiring and the opportunities for millennials to get jobs. Uh, you know, you know, when I'm, I get with my friends and, you know, fellow millennials and, you know, people I've had on the, <clears throat> on the show before, excuse me, you know, we think about it and we're like, nah, I'm good. You know, this current job market is, is really shit, right? And it, it's it's trash. And, you know, we have, we are extremely well-educated. Uh, I was doing some re- research on Forbes and it, it, it says that um, our generation, you know, millennials at this age group from the age of like 25 to 34 is the, is the, the most well-educated generation there's ever been, right? We, there's never been a generation more educated than us at our age group and yet we're still not employed at the rate they were back in the day uh we're the i think the the highest unemployed generation as well for that same uh age demographic um so what does that say you know what what's happening why why is this the case um why are we so well why are we so well educated why are we putting so much focus on education as opposed to maybe going out there and finding a job or even making a job, right? And I really think our negativity towards the job market is making us so optimistic about what education and higher education can do for us. Uh, and I would, and I'm going to speak from a first-person um, example on this one. I really felt like, all right, I think I achieved what I could at, at my job that I had in Charlotte. And I felt that maybe getting a higher education, getting an MBA will take me to the next level. Um, and I know a lot of my friends who, you know, got, a, got their degrees and then went and moved on to get their MBAs. We assume we were super optimistic, like, hey, like, we're going to get this MBA. We're going to be super educated. These jobs are going to continue to fall in our lap, right? You can say we're naive. We can say that there's different words to use. Um, we're super optimistic. We're super entitled to think that this is what's going to happen for us. Um, and it's just proven not to be the case, right? So why is is this the right mentality, right? Should we be so optimistic about what education can do for us? Obviously, I'm not trying to downplay what education is, right? Education is a beautiful thing. I've vouched in almost every single episode, it seems, about you know the great things I, I feel like I have achieved and learned through the MBA program, be it you know new learnings and just how to interact with others, right? There's definitely a ton of value when it comes to, you know, higher education, but why are so many of us opting out of going to get a job, going to create a job, um, and then taking the route of, now, let me get this degree, let me get this MBA, this is going to make my situation that much better, Um, because really, it's, it's really proven to not be the case, right, and then we really need to ask ourselves, are we being super optimistic, for the right reasons, are we avoiding fear and being pessimistic and letting that reality set in that, hey, listen, this education, this degree you're striving for may not be completely the answer. It's probably not the wrong thing to do. I'm super grateful for getting my degree and super grateful for getting my MBA for multitude of reasons. And I, even though I've only been you know, removed from graduating for five months, I know there's multiple ways that I have applied it and I'm going to keep applying it moving forward. But is that the answer though, right? If it's, it's showing 
it's been showing since you know 2007 2009 when we had the you know the great recession in the states that you know fewer people are hiring at the rate they were before more and more entrepreneurs are coming out of that recession right because hey either the job's not there if i'm not happy in my job um i'm not going to stick myself in another situation where a recession comes through and i'm you know completely stuck or unemployed and my family can't take care of themselves I need to go out and make that job, right? But that shit's super fucking scary for, you know, millennials who assume that, hey, we'll be coming out of, you know, school and college and MBAs if you know, your master's and you'll have a bunch of jobs waiting for you. So are we so stuck on the idea that, hey, that's going to still play out positively for us and we're too afraid to just jump in with both our feet and make, you know, moves happen? Um and I, 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 and I, I, that resonated with me greatly as after I read this story um, on, that CNN had a couple weeks ago about the, uh, the current job market and situation in Spain. Millennials, man, we're all, I know it's, it's, I don't think it's coincidence, but a lot of us, you know, because all these, uh, you know, markets and economies are, you know, connected. Uh, I was reading this thing about Spain and it was like the, the rate that the rent is increasing in Spain is almost double the, the, the times how the national income, especially amongst millennials, is raising, right? So a normal job can only do so much when it comes to paying your rent. I think on average, you know, 30% of your income should go towards your living, your, your rent or mortgage at, at max. That's on the, the high end. In Spain, around 60 to 70% of people's income is going towards their rent or mortgage. Like that's fucking insane, right? You're literally just working to, you know, pay your your rent. That's that's fucking insane. So what has that what has happened as a result for these millennials over there? A lot of them have jumped into being entrepreneurs, making the jobs they want because I mean if they don't do that, they're not going to be able to eat, right? And it's all about eating good, right? You got to eat good out here. So they're really being forced. Their hands are being forced to, hey, if I want to fucking make it in any capacity, let alone being able to survive with basic things, I need to fucking make jobs happen. I need to create an opportunity for myself. Um, whereas I feel like in the States, we still have this, maybe it's, it's not to that extent as bad here, that we still feel that, no, no, it's fine. It's going to work itself out. It, the, you know, the future's going to look good for us. Uh, you know, jobs will eventually come. And, you know, this degree that I have is going to help me out in a huge way. And hey, maybe it will. But as of right now, if you look at the writing on the wall and I'm just looking you know, history repeats itself, looking at experiences not only here, but abroad and how more and more people like this is the age of the entrepreneurs, right? I'm not, you know, saying herbal life or anything. I mean, again, I'm not, not to knock anyone's thing, but like this is the age of the entrepreneur, right? More and more people are, are taking their own, um, you know, financial, you know, livelihood and, you know, their own um, destiny in their own hands, right? And they really are saying, all right, I need to be able to live at a certain level. I need to make this happen. I'm not going to be dependent on a, an employer to eventually come around and deem me worthy. I need to go out and make that happen. And I think that really is a mindset that at least American millennials need to embrace more of because of the way things are and the way things have been and speaking to my close friends and uh, understanding my own, you know, current job situation that, you know, any of our employers can decide tomorrow, hey, you're not good enough and 
so many employers are deciding now that, hey, it's not a really good time to hire. I don't really care how much you know, education you have. Then we need to be smarter and be more realistic of the current job market. So at some point, we need to be saying, nah, I'm good when it comes to education and really be saying, listen, I need to figure out what the fuck I need. I'm good at and then run with that and make a job, create opportunities for myself that will help me cover my bills, cover my expenses and let me afford the rent um, of, a, of a place that I'm happy to call home. Right. So I feel in this situation, when it comes to the job market, man, the current situation, we need to really understand you know what is out there and what is on the horizon is it going to be easier for us to you know get jobs again i mentioned this before more and more millennials are going to be in positions of power so maybe they'll be able to create more opportunities but again you're putting your uh, your your destiny in the hand that power of somebody else right hopefully that will play out well for you but again i would just use the education you have and again I fully embrace everyone getting a degree, um, especially at least an undergrad degree. And But again, figure out what you want because more than likely by the time you graduate, your dream job is not going to be out there. You're probably going to have to make it yourself. And again, I, 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 feel, I felt that firsthand, as I mentioned before, when I graduated from Miami for my uh, bachelor. And then I felt that again when I you know graduated for, with my MBA. Like, yeah, I'm in a great position. But again, is it... Is it the job you grew up wanting or the, the, your dream job? You know, I don't, you don't, who knows, right? You got to, you got to eat everyone to each their own, right? You got to, you got to figure out what's right for you. But I really think we need to be able to be more realistic with ourselves and understanding what education can do for you and start really understanding what the, 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 the job market is and start being more or sorry, less um, less fearful of you know failure, right? Because if you look at our counterparts in Spain, you know they were their hands were forced. We have to, you know, figure out. They were they, they were like we have to figure out how to make this happen. And I really think if more of us, you know, here in the states were to have the mentality, more and more of us would be using the education we had to get those dream jobs, as opposed to just waiting and hoping for the best. So that's my take on the uh, on the job market. Love to hear your opinion about that. Are you in a situation that you also are just waiting for the, that right job to come along? Um, or are you one that was able to, you know, see you know, the writing on the wall with the current, you know, economy here and just, you know, be able to, you know, create your own, you know, winning situation? Please let me know. Love to hear from you on the Twitter page at AFN Podcast. And as always on Instagram at absolutely fucking not. No, you after the F. Uh, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Life and Times of Millennial with Daybar is open. Be back in a second. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast with your host, Daybar is open. Episode 11 of Life and Times of Millennial. Episode 11 is, nah, I'm good. And it's really just my take on understanding the the maybe too much of self-belief we have in ourselves and maybe too much of a optimistic approach to life and different aspects of our life that may be hurting us in the long run. Um, and this all came to mind off the example I'm going to give right now. It's really, really how um, the way millennials like to go about their business at work and how that may clash with, you know, those of a different generation, be Gen Xers and or baby boomers that have you saw baby boomers with you at the workplace. So 
Um, and this situation is more an example of how I like to go about my work. And it's, again, where we all have, it's say the millennials have that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, definitely a bunch of, a, a lot of self-confidence. You know, I like to go about our work, you know, I'll get it done. This is how I go about it. I don't really need help. Um, I'll check in if I need you. And I've realized over time, more, you know, more so recently in the last couple of years that that's not really how those of the, you know, the diff, other generations, specifically Gen Xers, like to, to work, right? They're used to maybe not collaboration, but more of understanding, like, hey, you know, check in, let me know, give me an update on things, let me know how things are going. Um, and that's just not really how, personally, I prefer to work. And then in speaking to a lot of my, you know, fellow millennials, you know, they share this same same uh, you know traits as me is like yeah I, I go to work um, and I have a list of tasks and things I need to complete and uh, you know once I'm done you know I'll, I'll ask for some feedback or you know show you my results and let them speak for herself I have you know complete confidence in my abilities to get this done um, and it the funny thing is though that that can come to a clash at times and it, and it, and it did for me uh, there was a project, a couple projects that, you know, I haven't, you know, reported back on yet because I was working on them and, you know, well, plenty of time. They weren't due anytime soon, but just, you know, my superiors wanted, uh, you know, some you know, feedback on it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm good. I'm fine. It's all me. And they took that as either uh, my inability to work well as a, in a team environment. Um, do I have, a, you know, a fear of asking for help? Um, or just maybe too, you know, too confident and too cocky, right? Um, and I completely understand, though, where they're coming from, right? Because if they're just used to working in a certain way, um, I get how those traits can become, you know, can come across that way. Um, and then, but it's, it made me to think, all right, hey, like, what's the best way to go about this, right? Am I right in my approach of doing things? Or how I've been doing things, or are they right? Are they right in their approach of you know how they want things done, how they want to be looped in, and everything? Um, you know which one is uh, the right way to go. And then I realized, you know, after I was you know maybe like not offended, but just like taken aback for a, for a second, is that at the end of the day, um, and this probably goes back to the previous segment, and it's a phrase I tell my. Um, employees all the time or, you know, my friends um, that are going through the, you know, the job markets and different work situations is you got to play the game, right? Um, and if the game, I am, the game I am currently in is the one that I report to someone else and I'm part of a bigger, you know, culture that expects certain things, um, I got to be able to adjust and accommodate myself to, you know, the way of the land. And the way the land as currently um, is is made is that, listen, you're going to have to check in, Danny. You're going to have to loop, loop people in and what's going on. You're going to have to, you know, ask for assistance or just ask for other people's feedback. Because, uh, again, you need to, you need to realize that hey, that's the way things are. Like I said in my previous segment, you know, as of right now, getting a job is extremely tough and you just got to make sure you're not jeopardizing a potentially great or great opportunity by being so stuck in your ways, right? And I feel like a lot of us, including myself, um, as millennials are very, you know, pride and 
you know, com- and, uh, prideful and confident in our abilities, which is great. You should be, you know, extremely confident in what you can do in this world. Um, but you got to be understanding of, uh, you know, how things truly are, right? Um, be realistic, right? I feel like the, the gist of this podcast, if you haven't picked up on it just yet, is just, you know, there's, 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 there's great strength in being, you know, joyful and optimistic about what's at, you know, out there and what's possible. But you also need to be realistic of what's the current situation. In a lot of current situations, a lot of us millennials are reporting to uh, Generation X, Xers and baby boomers who are used to doing things a certain way. And while we're still employees and reporting to them, we got to be able to adjust, um, you know, accommodate their way of doing things. And if you have a great boss, like I do have two great bosses, they'll maybe potentially meet you halfway and, you know, hear your point of view. But sometimes, you know, a lot of us don't have the luxury, don't have great bosses like I do. And if you don't adjust after that first warning, you, know, you may, may be out the doors, right? So what, what's, what are your two options? Either play the game like I'm saying I do, and I recommend all my friends to do at times when they give me, you know, you know they, they complain about their current situation or lack of a work situation. And I'm like, listen, man, you got to play the game at times and just, you know, do what is asked of you and then hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll listen to you in the long run and you'll be able to have a bigger say in things or you can keep it real and we know all all know from dave Chappelle's skits back in the day you know when keeping it real goes wrong you can stick to your guns be the way you've been doing things uh and see how that works out for you it's i'm just saying i hope it doesn't but ideally more than likely it's not going to work out well for you at all so uh, I definitely recommend when it comes to being in a workplace environment and when you're sharing that space with others and when you're in a position where you have multiple heads that are of a certain type of generation or, or, and there's a culture of doing things, you better be embracing that culture and playing the game the right way. And if you're not, be prepared for the consequences. Because trust me, there's going to be consequences. And I was quickly, I quickly reminded myself of that. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm currently in a position where, as I speak to all my millennial friends, like, if I lose this job, I'm being in a, in, a, in a pretty bad spot, right? So I need to make sure that, A, I play by the rules, and then obviously, you know, speak to those um, in charge and those who I collaborate with about ways to, you know, maybe have more of a say in, and explain things from my perspective, right? But there's also going to be a bunch of positives that come from that. You're not just playing the game and, you know, being, you know, someone that can just step all over. You know, you need to also take a step back and see, you know, what they're really asking for, right? They're asking for you to loot them in, right? Because these people have more experiences than you. Um, they can probably, when you're so tunnel vision on a project, right? Sometimes you, you miss the most obvious mistakes and they can, as a, you know, uh, second pair of eyes, just identify mistakes before you can and just, you know, assist you as opposed to you putting all this effort in and then coming to them at the end and then telling you eh, that's that's actually not a, at all what I wanted. Right. So there's going to be a ton of benefits for not only yourself, but the overall outcome of the project. Right. Which should be the overall goal once you started this any project or you know thing you're doing at work is for it to come out, you know, successful. So I've realized, um, you know, recently and then looking back at times, it's, it's that needs to be at the at the forefront of your mind when you're, you're you're taking on a task of like, hey, how can I make this task as great as possible? And then for us millennials, we need to really understand that's the most important thing. And those 
common traits we all share um, as millennials of, I got this, I'm good, don't need any help, don't worry about me, entrepreneurial spirit here, I'm just going to run with this. That's really you know, not, not the best case scenario. Again, when, you're, when you do report to other people, right? If they're entrusting you with you owning a project, which I was entrusted recently with, you have to you know, get, show them why they should trust you. And I feel like by you know, just looping people in more and you know, asking for feedback or just asking to, you know, to just share some opinions about something, and even, even if you're already set on your ways, at least you hear somebody else's point of view on something and maybe down the road that may apply even more. But um, again, at, while you're still in a position where there's other people who are cutting your checks and there's other people who have a strong say in your outcome at that um, em, em, employer and in the future finan- as well as financially, you really need to play the game, man. Uh, or you can do what I said in the last segment. And if, not, if it's not your dream scenario, you know, Make your own rules, make your own jobs. But until then, I highly encourage my millennials to really embrace those around them that may be different generation and understand how they want to go, how they like to you know work, be worked with. Because at the end of the day, if they're the ones who are cutting the check, they're the ones that have final say on how things are going to be done. So embrace that. A lesson I learned, and it's a lesson I'll definitely keep doing until you know hopefully one day I'm in a position where I'm the one you know making the rules. But we'll love to see. You know what your work dynamics are and what the culture um, dictates what the games being played at your you know workplace are. Hit me up on the uh, Twitter page at AFN Podcast and as always on Instagram at Absolutely Fucking Not. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast. Hey, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast with your host, Day Bar is Open, Life and Times of Millennial, Episode 11. Episode 11, again, is called Nah, I'm Good. This is my take, Day Bar is Open, on why being self-confident and believing in yourself, your own abilities, and being optimistic may be a great thing. Um, but a lot of millennials are really using that at times too much and uh, have too much self-belief and have too much hope and optimism that things are going to work out, which is great. But I believe there's also time and place for some realism and being realistic of the uh, of the, the way of the world. And, you know, adjusting our ways is not a detriment in the long run. Brought up a couple examples of how, you know, a lot of us when it comes to the current work environment and, you know, the landscape of the, of the of the world when it comes to getting jobs, we're really saying, you know, nah, I'm great. Maybe you know, this job market is for me. Let me dump all myself and let me dump, you know, consume myself in higher education, which is a great thing. I did it, but was there just more optimism that hey, this me getting a degree and getting a master will help me, you know, hold on to the plan that I, you know, I've heard from my parents that hey, it's going to work out if you have these degrees. Or is it more so of a fear of, damn, I really need to go and go out and get a job and do this, or I need to go and make a job, you know, really open something, right? Um, because there's a fear of, you know, failure. Uh, I brought up how our counterparts in uh, Europe and in Spain, for example, um, those millennials are really, you know, their hands are being forced. Um, as of right now, most of their incomes are going to being uh to their rent right because life is getting you know just too expensive for them but incomes and jobs aren't you know 
at growing at the same or increasing at the same rate. So they really had to go out there and make jobs happen for themselves and their peers. Um, and I think just because we haven't been in such a crunch just yet in America that we may be just you know too afraid to embrace that challenge. And that's why we're pretending or just being way too optimistic on what you know degree can do for us in the job market. So we're like, nah, I'm good. You know, let me go. Uh, let me go chase these. You know, these, these schools and these these dreams of what a diploma can do for you. Which again, there's not nothing wrong with that, but maybe that's not the uh, that's not what the the game is requiring us to do. And that game, you know, currently being you know life. And then I also touched upon how like. You know, in the workplace, you really need to understand the way how other people's like how, how others like to go about things, especially when those others of different generations are the ones who are employing you. Uh, there's, you know, there's greatness in being, you know, confident in your own abilities, but it can't be where you're, you know, making people making people think that you're you know, a little bit cocky about your approach and don't like working with others. You got to find a balance with uh, with that and really play the game the right way. But in this last segment, man, I want to talk about how. Being too self-confident and too, um, you know, overconfident in, in, in how we view ourselves can be both a positive um, and a negative. Uh, and it's really in the perspective when it comes to our personal lives uh, with, you know, how we interact with our friends and also socially when it goes comes to going out um, and being, you know, around others in a, in a, in a social space. So a couple experiences that come to mind, again, at the, the first one being how we interact with those close to us, our friends and family. And I know for myself and just talking to other people, I've had this conversation with some of my boys. Is like, I, obviously, we all assume the best of ourselves, right? We're the best thing that ever happened to the world. We're the nicest people. Our friends and family should be lucky to have us. Um, we're the funniest person in the room. You know, at least that's what we think, right? And obviously, we wouldn't be wrong about that. But sometimes, man, that pride, pride plays a part and that over-optimism can be a detriment to how you interact with people. Um, and and the, re- the, the point I'm getting to, that there's a lot of times where, um, you know, we're all busy. We all have lives. We all get caught up in different things. Some of us have kids. Some of us have different, you know, multiple businesses we're running. Some of us have school. Um, and uh, we just forget to keep in touch with people, man. And I used to get to a point that I was like, you know what? I, if such and such isn't hitting me up or this, per- this group of people are hitting me up, I'm not going to text them, man. They're fucking lucky to have me in their lives. You know, I'm, I'm a great dude. Like, come on, man. These guys only hit me up when they need something. If they're not hitting me up to hang out, you know, just or checking out of the blue, I'm not going to hit them up, man. You know, fuck that. Even if I knew they were going to do something fun that weekend that I knew I wanted to be a part of, I wouldn't hit them up. And then it was, and I realized, man, it was just like I was being too prideful and too, you know, too like I'm too good for this, Right. And you got to humble yourself, man, and that uh, over-optimism in, in, in who you are can be, you know, a bad thing at times. And, you know, who was hurting in this situation? It wasn't them, right? They were still going out and having a good time or, you know, going about their life, being, you know, consumed with whatever they have going on. I was the one missing out, right? I was missing out, you know, being there with my friends as they, you know, were you know, taking care of their newborns or, you know, hanging out with them at places I knew I wanted to hang out with, but I didn't want to ask because I was like, you know what, if they didn't hit me up, that means they don't want to be my friend anymore, which is absolute fucking nonsense, right? We People just get caught up and consume their day-to-day and will probably love to, you know, respond to a text from you if you put your, your pride aside and just, you know, text that person first. And for a while there, 
I wasn't doing that. I was getting too caught up in, nah, man, you know, if they want to hang out, hit me up, man. Oh, they're going to that festival, that concert, that club or that restaurant. Good for them. Hit me up. If they, they should have hit me up if they wanted me to go out. I always have a funny line that I think is funny, but probably like a defense mechanism. Always like sick invite, right? When someone doesn't invite me out, I'm like sick invite. Because I'm like, damn, bro, that would have been fun for me too. Why don't you hit me up? And I could have easily been like, oh, shit, you're going, well, you know, what's your plan this weekend? You know, oh, that'd be cool. Can I, you know, do you mind if I tag along, right? But we have too much Friday. We're too, you know, overconfident who we are that we, you know, don't want to put our egos at risk to fucking ask, you know, someone, you know, how that, what's going on in their day to day, right? So that's one way I really think that we need to, as millennials, check our egos at the door and stop being so, you know, overconfident who we are as individuals right that's not gonna who you are isn't gonna change just because you reach out to a family member first and ask them you know or a friend like hey how things are going hey what are your plans this weekend you know can we hang out can we link up so that's one way um that by you know lowering our uh, optimism in ourselves that we may be able to actually live a you know a better life with uh, the ones we love and call you know friends and family but another way that we can, you know, go about changing uh, our perspectives and maybe um, being more self-aware of who we are, right? Right? Because just, you know, by changing our optimism and just being more realistic, um, we're really just changing our, you know, our and making ourselves more aware of a, a, a situation. And I think that's uh, socially as well. Um, I know personally, um, just comparing, you know, the last twelve months, uh, I've become way more aware, and it's now. Now nah, I'm good to going out. And I used to be so like, whatever the event was, whatever day of the week it was, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, didn't matter. I had to work the next day. I, I had that fear of like, damn, no, I have to go out. Um, I was afraid if I didn't go out, then maybe, you know, those friends who were going out those days wouldn't hit me up. I was afraid if I didn't go out, I would miss out on a great opportunity and I would just be you know, depressed about that. Um, I was afraid that, you know, shit, like I don't want to miss out on whatever potentially could happen that night, right? Be, you know, meeting new people, um, you know, seeing a great DJ, seeing a great art. I, I, just, I didn't want to miss out on any of these things, right? But uh, as I realized over the last 12 months, it's like, it's okay to say, nah, I'm good, right? It's all right to like not do that, right? You can, you can, you'll, you'll survive, right? You'll, you'll be okay. And it's also just being smarter. Um, and the reason why this example was, was hit home for me is just comparing um, this week is Art Basel week. I mentioned in previous episodes, Art Basel week is one of the, you know, the funnest weeks in, uh, in Miami, a bunch of artists and DJs and, you know, celebrities come down here to, you know, display their art and different musicians are out here. Just, it's a great time. Now, last, last year, I went to like four different events in like five days. Three of those events during the weekend, I was a shell of myself, shell of myself at work, exhausted, hungover, just useless. And then this year, I'm like, man, like I, I sat down like over you know, this, this past weekend and it was like our Basel actually started today. And I was like, man, like I can't like, yeah, I can go to these events, but like I, I shouldn't and I can't. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm really, I'm good, man. Like, it's, it's fine. I, I can miss out on it. But, like, I can't afford to, you know, be hungover. I work on a Wednesday. I have, a, I have meetings I need to be attentive for. I need meetings I need to, you know, be my best, put my best foot forward. I'm not trying to be hungover. I'm not trying to, like, miss out on the gym. So, it's just being smarter and just being more aware that, hey, even if you, you know, miss out on something, it's not going to be the end of the world, right? You have to be. Um, 
more understanding of that. So I feel like um, in this situation of the uh, the the overconfidence and the the joy of what out what what is out there, you need to have more confidence in yourself that hey, I'm good, I'm content. That if I miss out on that, it's not going to be the end of the world, right? You got to be smarter about these things, and I really just hope. You know your takeaways from this 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 episode of the absolutely fucking not podcast, life and times of millennial episode eleven. Now I'm good. Is just being more aware of this the situation that you're currently in, right? As millennials, we get so caught up in like we're the best, we're this, or we can't miss out. We're always checking our phones. We're always on social media. We're always doing that. Right? We need to just be more aware, right? And understand the times that it's appropriate to just be like, nah, I'm good. Or nah, I'm good. I need to do more of that or less of this. I really hope those are, you know, those are some things you can take away, you'll be able to relate to. I I touched upon these three different, you know, topics that I feel like those are more relatable, especially the workplace ones. Like I you know I would hate, you know, for anyone to be in a tough spot because they just didn't know, you know, how to interact with those of our, you know, older generation in the workplace, especially when they're those are the those are the people who are cutting your checks and then you know for all my friends who are you know just graduating you know undergrad or about to enter you know undergrad and are trying to figure out exactly what the next step should be hey listen view the landscape of the of the world you want to be in in five years and and if that world really there isn't a job market out there for you currently maybe you should be skipping school and making that job appear for you again Figure out what's best for you, but again, as the the, the main point of this podcast uh, tonight was just for you to really just be more aware of your situation and not assuming I have to be optimistic, I have to be positive, man. There's also strength in, in being realistic of your surroundings, and in doing so, I think you'll be in a, in a stronger position in the long run. Um, but again, I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not podcast. As I mentioned before... Expect more guests, way more interaction with you guys on Twitter and Instagram. As always, I'm going to try to put the best possible content out. And I promise you, as I hope when this episode showed, the audio will be better. The visuals will be better. I'm trying to give you guys the absolutely best content as possible. So you guys keep tuning in um, every single week. Um, Have a wonderful weekend. Have a great Basel week if you're in Miami. Um, I will be there this weekend. Again, skipping all that stuff during the week. Um, hope you guys are getting ready for, uh, for the holidays as always. Thank you again for tuning in to the absolutely fucking not podcast with your boy day bar is open. I will see you guys next week.